Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Corner 3 Podcast as we are talking Philadelphia 76ers basketball, home of Rocky Balboa, Cheese Steaks, and this year's number one overall pick, Ben Simmons. Tim Dandy here, excited for another exciting installment of the show with the Hoops Hype Man himself, Alex Derrickson. What's up, everybody? The Hoops Historian, Sean Mackey. What's going on, Tim? How are you, buddy? I'm all right, man. And joining us to talk Sixers Hoops, we have none other than Mr. Jake Hyman, Jake, welcome to the Corner 3. How you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. So, this is what we do when we do these fast break shows. We give the guests a chance to plug themselves. We start the show before we get the interview going. So, got to tell everyone your Twitter, like, you know, how you got started with uh, who, you, who you write for, how you got started, and where your love for the Sixers began. Um, so I'm Jake Hyman. I'm a senior at Temple University, 22 years old, and I currently write for LibertyBallers.com uh, and SB Nation, along with Ridiculous Upside. I cover um, NBA, college, and overseas players. I interview them, post feature articles on them, and for Liberty Ballers, I post breaking news. Um, I do player interviews as well. I interviewed Rashawn Holmes uh, earlier this month. Um, I interviewed James Webb III, and I'm Hoping to interview uh, Choo Choo Madua Bomb uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. So overall, I, I mean, I got I got some jobs on the site, but overall, it's a pretty good experience to be able to go on two different websites and post two different contents. Cool. Um, I just kind of wanted to go over you know, the last few seasons with you, Jake. Uh, Philly's been in a rebuild situation for quite a while now because of Sam Hankey, but, you know, he might be getting a statue sometime in the near future if uh, if this all if this all works out, which is great. Uh, 76ers haven't made the playoffs since the 2011-2012 NBA season when Doug Collins led the squad that knocked off the Derrick Roseless Chicago Bulls, and they took the, uh, the Celtics to seven games, I believe, and that was a really good year. You guys looked like you were on the upswing. And then a bunch of really weird stuff happened, and the team crumbled. You uh, you traded away uh, Nikola Vucevic, Andre Iguodala. You get Andrew Bynum, who never plays a game. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get oh yeah. Jason... <laughs> Bad memories, <laughs> and uh, you get. That didn't you get sound Jason... the least bit better. <laughs> <laughs> you get Jason Richardson, who has since retired. Uh, you have num- You end up drafting the number two pick, Evan Turner. Him and Lavoy Allen are moved for Danny Granger, who's bought out. Uh, you draft any buyouts. Yes, yes. Uh, and then you had a bunch of weird, weird things with the draft. You drafted Rue Holiday. He has a really great year. He's promptly traded. Um, Michael Carter Williams has a great year. He's traded. Then, you, <laughs> then you know when you when you list these all in a row like that, it sounds awful. <laughs> So, so then you get Nerlens Noel, who you knowingly draft, who's not going to play his rookie season, and then you get Joel Embiid, who knowingly doesn't play his rookie season, and you draft Dario Saric, who's not going to come over for a few years, but it's coming over this year. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then you draft uh, Jaheel Okafor last year. He averages seventeen and seven. Uh, has a great year. Uh, what do you think about him? Well, Jaleel's definitely an interesting character. Um, 
he obviously got a huge opportunity last season. Um, his peers voted him, I believe, to be rookie of the year. That didn't obviously manifest itself because Carl Anthony Towns is just an overall monster in a lot of categories. Okafor, oh, yeah. he's kind of a product of obviously this logjam in Philadelphia where you have Joel Embiid, you have Nolan's Noel. And I'm feel, I feel like this kind of resonates throughout the league too is that teams are kind of gearing more towards the defensive when protecting athletic types. And Joel Okafor, I don't know if he has a position on this team because you have two of those guys right now. Embiid's coming back. Oh, he's eventually like, <laughs> yes. Uh, you have Noel as well. I mean, these guys have a lot of skills that Okafor just doesn't possess. Yeah, I, he's an interesting guy. I mean, you have so many bigs now, and uh, you know they've said that they're going to probably have to move someone um, for this to work. Uh, what have you been hearing about Joel Embiid this year? Is I know he's I know he's supposed to you know start playing this year, and I'm excited to play, see him play because you know he's you know he was great in college and stuff. So I'm I'm. It just seems like this is a really long time coming. So what should we expect from him, and uh, what have you been hearing? I just want to say I don't think you guys are even ready for Joel Embiid. I mean, this guy, his <laughs> low, I mean, dream shake. I mean, he can stretch the floor. You saw it on the um, on his workout videos. This guy does in-between-the-legs dunks. This guy has so much talent, and I believe offensively he can be a force immediately. I mean, you, you could expect 20 and 10 in his prime. You can expect a guy that the Sixers can build around alongside um, Ben Simmons. But overall, I feel like he's going to have a a little bit of a struggle adjusting because he hasn't played since February, late February, 2014 with Kansas. So, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of rust, but overall, Embiid's just this guy that I feel like even fans knowingly will believe that he has, um, a role in this team, but no one's just prepared for what he can really unleash on this league. I mean, you look at the centers right now, DeAndre uh, Jordan's so one-dimensional on offense. I mean, this guy can't shoot a jumper. This guy is basically just a rim runner. Um, he, he just line drives to the basket. He finishes alley-oops. Joel Embiid, just overall, there's so much versatility with him offensively. I, th- I feel like in three or four years, he's the starting center of the six series, multiple uh, all-stars on his resume. And overall, he's just going to be a monster. I love how excited you are for Joel Embiid. Oh, yes. I, I, it, it's been I like, love the enthusiasm, man. <laughs> it's nice to hear it. <laughs> and it's, it's even better when you have so many dollars. I mean, it gives him so much fuel because he's just a guy that, yeah, you see him on Twitter. He's joking around like, oh, I play zero games. Yeah, we get that. But you're going to play a game in the preseason. You're going to show everyone that – what everyone believes that your hype is, it can actually uh, happen for you over the course of your rookie season. So you think he could be the first third-year pro to win Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure whether at this point you can say Simmons, uh, Ingram can be that 1A, uh, 1B type player um, going into rookie seasons, but Definitely, um, let's say the Sixers end up trading uh, Julio Okafor. Let's, let's say the Sixers end up trading uh, Nolan Zoel. I mean, he gets that um, center position immediately. He's a two-way force. I mean, the rookie, um, the voting, it's usually predicated on how many points, rebounds, and assists you get. And I feel like Simmons is going to be ridiculous in those three categories. But overall, indeed, he has an outside shot. But I'm not sure exactly 
year one, he's going to make an, um, a huge uh, 15 points, eight rebounds type of impact. It's going to be a little bit minimal. I'd be pretty excited if he had 15 and eight. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I would be very impressed. So, I mean, like I, I, I don't want to be a doubter. I, it's just been, you know, it's been a long time coming. So, you know, I, I, I am excited. I'm excited to see him play and I'm excited that you're excited. So, you know, cause I, I love hearing some enthusiasm from somebody in Philadelphia. Um, you get rid of Sam Hankey after this whole experiment ends up, you know, kind of dying off, but you still end up getting the number one pick. Like is his last, like his last, you know, thing that he does for the team. He ends up, he ends up getting the number one pick. He get Ben Simmons who showed some really nice sparks during the summer league. I, I I'm really impressed with this guy, even though I think he has a lot of work to do on his jump shot. What's this guy going to do this year? First year. Simmons, uh, he's coming in. Brett Brown is open. He has been open about playing him at the point. He's going to operate as a pseudo point guard along with Jared Bayless, along with Sergio Rodriguez. I, I feel like it's obviously going to be such a huge adjustment going from playing in the SEC to playing at the professional level, having to deal with more athletic defenders. But overall, I mean, his passing ability is just unreal. And it, yeah. he, he's going to get a lot of boards as well because the Sixers, they might be playing a little bit more up-tempo this year as well. So overall, I, I feel like it's going to be a struggle offensively, but you, you're going to see that um, impact he's going to have in other categories. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely going to be someone to keep an eye on this year. I'm excited to see him play. Um, you also ended up, you have Dario Saric. He's coming over this year. Um, had had a decent Olympics. I mean, he ended up winning the game for him. I think he had a block on one big play. Uh, oh, yeah, Pogasol, yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, what's he going to bring to the table? Well, he's sort of like a Ben Simmons in itself. Um, overall, just versatile. He's going to be operating probably in the second unit. I mean, you can expect some four minutes out of him playing power forward. He's going to be that energizer guy that the Sixers really haven't had in a long time off the bench. Um, immediately, he's just going to make this team a lot better along with Simmons just passing, just showing that he's going to be, I mean, overall, he's just going to have an impactful season, just like Simmons in a lot of categories. I mean, we're not going to see a lot of points immediately, but, I mean, as, as if he can block shots like he did in the Olympics, then, I mean, we're going to be talking, but overall, I feel like the rebounds and assists are going to be there for him, just like Ben Simmons. So uh, we look at you know this team is going in forward and uh, you know the moves they made the draft picks they made to go really try to put something together pick to go and uh, try to compete at the level I think the Sixers really did a great job improving I'm not ready to say they're a playoff team by any stretch of the matter but when you look at what they did compared to teams like Brooklyn and things like that you got to think the Sixers make that step maybe to that nine ten range in the Eastern Conference where I think a team like Brooklyn they're going to be way better than. And I think they're really going to be exciting and really going to be an under-the-radar team this year. When you look at what's on this roster, not just young guys, but um, guys that came, guys that gone, obviously, uh, what, how do you, what do you see from them that you're really excited about overall as they bring this continuity together? You're talking about the free agents along with the draft picks? Right. Um, I, I mean, Jared Bayless, he's, he's been a German throughout the league, but you, you – Look at his advanced stats. I mean, he shoots 
from uh, three-point range. He's almost a 46% shooter, I believe, from the corner three. Uh, he's going to give Ben Simmons that point guard. Really, Isaiah Cannon, a guy like Ish Smith, could never offer this team. And a guy like Sergio Rodriguez is, he's, he's also going to be a flashy pass for me. He showed during the Olympics he can hit that outside jumper. And even a guy like Gerald Henderson, a local product who played here in high school, I don't think he's going to have as much of an impact as he had in Portland, even though he is a veteran come on this team. He might get a starting job initially. But these are, these are some moves that, yeah, like you said, progress this team incrementally. I don't see a huge um, jump in their wins. I, I see maybe, yeah, a, t- a 10 or 11 position at the East at the end of the year. So, um, you know, Sean touched a little bit on Simmons and what he, you feel he brings to the table. And I 100% agree with your point on coming from the SEC to the NBA because anyone not named Kentucky there is kind of, you know, since Billy Donovan's kind of lost his touch in Florida, kind of been a little tough there. But uh, when you look at what Simmons brings as far as overall superstar ability, there's videos that came out today of him working with LeBron James, who he's gotten some ridiculous comparisons to. I'll never go that far. Um, do you think he could really be the icon that this franchise needs, really, though, that they haven't said since the days of Iverson? Yeah, overall, I mean, you see the clutch uh, sports with Rich Paul and LeBron James. He's playing basketball with Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, early in his career. That's going to be so instrumental for him. And overall, if he, I mean, even gets a semblance of a jumper, all of his other game translates a lot quicker. So you you could be seeing a triple threat, uh, a triple-double guy immediately. Um, in the league, but as he progresses, eventually Ben Simmons could be an all-star, and we could see a, such a unique talent. Because I'm, I'm not exactly sure I can make that statement that he's going to be the next Allen Iverson. Like I, I don't know that right now. But overall, in his career, if he can ever be a jump shot shooter along with a slasher and a guy that can set up uh, a lot of players. Then maybe we could be maybe we could see him be a multiple time, uh, time all star. Awesome. So when you you look at the oh sorry go ahead no 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 you're I'm good I was done okay, okay cool so uh, when you kind of look at the makeup of the roster and everything and the players are that are that you're available to you and everything to play what is your outlook and not so much the outlook for the season but what is the identity of the team. As a whole, I mean, you've got like the youth movie you mentioned before. You've got like a mix of veterans with a mix of younger guys. What is what is the identity for for this Brett Brown led Sixers team? Well, I feel like Brett Brown has every year just wanted more talent, and I feel like he's he's getting that this season. I'm, Sam Hankey's not in charge anymore. He he's getting guys that can push the the floor. It gives him a lot more uh, versatility to let's say, uh, space the floor, go inside. You have Okafor down low. You have a lot of good um, three-point shooting guards on the perimeter. He has a lot more options now. So I feel like he, he's going to, I want to say, push the pace more so this year with a lot of good overall players. I feel like he's going to eventually realize what he has with this team and then go from there because a lot of these guys are really young and their their ceilings aren't met yet so exactly what he's going to do it's going to be a more let's see what they're going to eventually do and we'll play with that approach 
So with, with the mention of Brett Brown wanting more talent, this is a question we've been asking everybody that we've had on for these and everything. If we were to open up the NBA rosters, if the floodgates open and all the players just came pouring out of it, and you could select one superstars notwithstanding, so no Durant's, Curry's, James's, but if you could select one player to add to the Sixers roster that you think it gets you guys to kind of that next level or like plugs a major hole, who is someone that you see that you want on a Sixers roster? Does Giannis Antetokounmpo count as star player? Sean oh, no. is the Giannis guy, so okay. what's your ruling on that? What's the ruling he, on Giannis? He, he's up and coming. He's not a star yet, so yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a good one. I'm, I mean, I want to go for the easy uh, shooting point guard, shooting uh, shooting guard, but he, he's just so talented, versatile, and he's still a young town in this league. Overall, he even additionally brings so much versatility to this team. He's instantly your slasher. He's instantly a guy that Simmons can feed to. Um, overall, he's he's a great two-way player, and I feel like he's he's easily the best player in the Bucks. And I, along with this core the Sixers have, he's a young player. I'm instantly willing to gamble on. Did you feel the same way about Michael Carter Williams? <laughs> um, I heard about his. I was wearing his uh, uh, his jersey. Um, during the day I got traded, I got, I got an alert from ESPN, and it, it, was, uh, I, it, was, it was unique because I saw Bucks, and um, I was assuming it was Giannis. It was, and I didn't realize it was a three-way trade yet, so I was like, I'm trying to piece it together. But that return for Michael Williams, I mean, he, it's, it, you don't want to see a player ever kind of decline when you trade him. It's, it's kind of that, – that's just poor um, – you just you just don't want to do that. But overall, I feel like that return is just immense. I mean, we could be looking at Sixers getting Harry Giles. We could be looking at a Markel Fultz or Dennis Smith Jr. That that trade just set them up incredibly, along with them getting the the Sacramento pick last season. So uh, MCW he, he he can really be doing whatever he wants in Milwaukee. That's not the Sixers' problem. The return on that was just incredible. So overall, that was just a beautiful deal. That's good that you know you uh, you're cool with that. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean he, he, he well, yeah, he's not dating their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you're not right. I'm not. No, I'm currently saying it. Oh man. Oh man. Well, I mean, yeah, he's uh. So, realistically, this season. How many how many wins do you see Philadelphia being able to to get in the end? I I feel like the jump isn't going to be as high as some people expect. This no. is like like I said like I said before, this team has a lot of positives and a lot of flaws that can be exploited next season. And it's just going to be like again, I mean a lot of people don't realize this, but it's going to be another trial and error season and I'm not sure if the Sixers even reached 30 wins this season, which might be um, a negative to some people. But I, I could, I could see like I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be a 10, 11 seed. I honestly think they're going to be more of the 12 to 13. I think they get past Brooklyn in the standings, but overall, I, I just don't see them winning a ton of games on the road. I think they're going to have to see what they have again this year. So you think they're better than Brooklyn Sanity? I totally agree. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, the ironic thing is the Brooklyn Nets have a depth chart. <laughs> Sean Kilpatrick is on that depth chart, damn you. Yeah, uh, but that would imply yeah. depth. <laughs> it's just, Billy, Billy King, I mean, I, you just can't say enough about that guy. It's just, it's just I mean, they, they could have what, three new starters this year and still be in last place. So the Sixers, I mean, they have a great chance of passing them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys have a much brighter future than Brooklyn right now, man. <laughs> so, you know, bright. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say, Sean? That Brooklyn future's in Boston right now. Yeah, you're right. But speaking of the future, bold prediction for the Sixers this season. Let's hear it. Go nuts. Bold prediction would be that Ben Simmons wins the Rookie of the Year by a landslide. A landslide? Ooh. The si- Hear me out. I'm listening. He overall has such – like I said before, it's points, rebounds, assists. As a forward, he's going to have such a great opportunity in Philadelphia when it comes to distributing, when it comes to getting boards, when it comes to getting points. Second, he's instantly a fan favorite. That might not resonate and might not even matter to a lot of execs. But a lot of high-profile guys win the awards, and I feel like he wants to make people believe that he he isn't going to be less than the hype that he is already. I feel like he wants to be the number one guy because he was number one pick. And um, can I get to my second? Yeah. Okay. Um, Second bold prediction is I feel like the Lakers – end up getting third, but by some luck, they end up keeping their pick. The Sixers end up getting a top-five pick, and we should see uh, Dennis Smith Jr. in a Sixers uniform. I'm, that might be after the season, Dang. but I, I, that's just a season into the season into the... Oh, absolutely. That's what we like here. So, before we cut you loose, floor and ceiling on Ben Simmons' career. Um... Floor. Uh, this, uh, can I say Josh Smith type shooter? Yes, that's fine. Okay, I, I want to say oh, that's Josh, a thing. <laughs> I want to say Josh Smith type shooter, but with a skill set that resembles a little bit of MCW in terms of just crashing. Get like a guy that doesn't really play his position, but crashes glasses. A guy that can get out on the floor. Some some sort some something in that mold, which wouldn't be a number one overall pick. Um, his ceiling, uh, multiple multiple all star. I'm not I'm not ready to call him a superstar quite yet. I feel like he's going to be a multiple time all star, one of the best players in the league, not the best. All right, fair enough. Like it, like it a lot. So uh, the future is bright. The future is very bright in Philly. So are you saying it's not going to go Balboa, Schmidt, Simmons? It's not going to be that way. I, I, I can't make a opinion right now. I mean, we got to have this podcast in like five to ten years from now, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll make that judgment. But it for for a lot of um, I'm gonna say Sixers fans. I don't speak on behalf of the Sixers fans. Um, that that's the thing that they want to happen. I mean, I'm not even sure if Carson Wentz is the next franchise quarterback here. Um, I'm not even sure about the Phillies when it comes to J.D. Crawford, a lot of their process right now. 
um, Ben Simmons has the highest ceiling out of all of them. And if he can ever reach that, yeah, his statue is going um, right next to Wells Fargo Center. So last question before we get you out of here. Uh, a couple weeks, AI goes to the Hall of Fame. Uh, well-deserving, one of our favorite players of all time. Made our list for top ten players and never won a title, obviously. Your favorite Allen Iverson Sixers memory? Um, I think we talked about this uh, before the podcast. Um, I, w- I was seven years old. I was on vacation in North Carolina. And I had I had a baseball game up for some reason, uh, as well as the um, Sixers-Lakers game. But I, I clearly remember that step, that step over. And it didn't really resonate with me at the time, but it, it was, it's just a moment where that you know where you've been and it just carries with you throughout your life. And I feel like that's um, one of the biggest AI moments for me personally. Absolutely. It's a lot of people's. Well, Jake, man, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a, a preview of the Philadelphia 76ers on this edition of the Quarter 3 Fast Break. So one more time before we let you out of here, please plug your website, your Twitter account, any way you have people get in touch with you to talk some hoops, the floor is yours. Um, so Twitter, uh, Real Jake Hyman. I only have 771 tweets, so I'm not that active on there, but I do post basketball. I mean, if you like basketball, why not cover me? Why not, why, why not follow me? Sorry. Um, go, go, go read Liberty Ballers. I mean, it's, it's the number one Sixers uh, website out there you can find my stuff you can find a lot of talented writers on there they have a lot of to plug that site they have a lot of talented writers on that site and ridiculous upside as well so um yeah just overall if you want to view my content on there go go ahead awesome well jake man thanks again and uh guess the luck to this to your sixers this year we look forward to catching up uh, pretty soon yeah thanks for having me no problem Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.